It's always a fun day when a website drops its player rankings, whether it be the NBA or whatever sport it is. We love it. And the Ringer did it today for the NBA. Now, no surprises that Giannis finished on top, but we are going to discuss that. But was Bobby Porter snubbed? And another player I want to talk about that featured in these rankings, Brooke Lopez. What about the rise of Brooke Lopez this season? We're going to talk about Splash Mountain and everything else to do with these Ringer Top 100 NBA rankings ahead of Bucks and Grizzlies tomorrow. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Pittman, you can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. Going live, Locked On Bucks live right now. We've got people jumping in the stream as we get rolling here. But of course, we thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks their first watch or first listen of every single day. Uh, and if you're joining the live stream for the first time or listening to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts or on delay on YouTube, we absolutely appreciate it. And make sure that you subscribe, you turn on the notifications and you'll know every single time we go live. Now, for those that are in the stream right now, let me tell you, can you see a better version of me today on the screen? Because I've got a brand new MacBook. The camera is very high quality. I'm a little bit alarmed about the detail that uh, is coming up on the screen of my uh, rather large head on this podcast. But we're going to go through the NBA Top 100 rankings and... You know, we've already got a comment. Some people say the rankings are meaningless. Hey, we have a bit of fun here. People are going to be mad. I'm someone who does rankings for the NBL here in Australia, and people all the time tell me that I'm wrong, that I've got no idea. That doesn't matter. That's not what this is about, but we're going to have fun here. Clearly, we're looking at it from a Milwaukee Bucks perspective, uh, and we are going to have a bit of fun with this. Now, just quickly, Hugh says, you look great. We could see outside your window for once. No, my window is not dirty. I just had an incredibly old MacBook, uh, and it was clearly hard to uh, see what was going on. But all right, let's have some fun on this podcast. Remember, the Bucks and the Grizzlies playing tomorrow. That's a, a noon tip-off here in Australia, 7 p.m. Central Time in Milwaukee. And if we look at the injury report for this game as we get rolling, what about what about the rookies on this Milwaukee Bucks team? And their nose getting in the way of something and ending up with a broken nose. So Marshawn Bochamp, he's actually probable for this game, but he's listed as having a nasal fracture, which is unfortunate. He only played a couple of minutes in the game yesterday. So that is bad news there for Marshawn Bochamp. The other bad news is Drew Holiday is going to miss this game with the non-COVID illness. We've seen this go through the Bucks locker room in the last week. And when he first popped up on the injury report a couple of days ago, I was just speculating, but I said, based on what we've seen over the last couple of weeks here, I'm expecting that Drew Holiday will miss at least a few games because we've seen it with Bochamp, we've seen it with Wesley Matthews, we've seen it with Serge Ibaka. I don't know what this illness is, but it seems to be knocking these guys out for a couple of games here, so it is a shame. But what it does do is give Javon Carter another opportunity 
to go up against Ja Morant. We saw a great matchup between Steph Curry and Javon Carter yesterday. Carter got a lot of praise from Steph Curry, from Steve Kerr. We spoke about Javon Carter a lot in segment one of this podcast yesterday, and that's not necessarily something that we've done a lot on this podcast. He's a player that yeah, comes off the bench, started a few games this year, and clearly has exceeded all expectations. But Javon Carter has been a very, very pleasant surprise uh, for this Milwaukee Bucks team, and I look forward to seeing how he handles Ja Morant tomorrow as this really difficult part of the schedule really starts to heat up for the Bucks. But let's get to... The NBA top 100. So we start with Giannis. And basically the description here. So he comes in at number one. This is no surprise. Giannis is the best player in the world right now. I think that we're all very clear about that. He's only 28. Hard to believe he's in year 10. But the the breakdown here just says, a relentless competitor and selfless leader who developed from the Greek lower levels to become the NBA's most unstoppable force. And we saw a little bit of that yesterday in the game against the Golden State Warriors where the jump shot was not working. He could not hit a jump shot to save himself for the majority of the night, but he still finished with 30 points because he's a physical force. He can't be stopped going downhill. And he's one of the best defensive players in the league. But to me, it still doesn't get old to see a Milwaukee Bucks player ranked at the top. Let me ask a question to those that are in the stream here because we do a TV show over here in Australia on ESPN called The Jump, which, yes, The Jump used to be in the US. We do it here in Australia every Wednesday night. And I got asked a question, was Zion Williamson or is Zion Williamson the next generational star for the NBA? Now, I, I love Zion Williamson. And as I'm scrolling through this list here, he came in 15th on the ringer rankings. I think he's been awesome this year. I love his personality. He's a highlight machine. But where is where does the generation start and finish? So LeBron, clearly the player of the last generation. Giannis is in between the LeBron era, but I think if we're looking between the year 2015 through to 2025 or 2020 or 2030, that 10 to 15 year period feels like it's going to be Giannis and then Zion, perhaps 2020 through to 2035 and beyond hopefully he stays healthy but with those two guys it feels like they are the superstars and then you've got Luka Doncic and a number of players there but as we pointed to the other day no player has played more minutes for the Milwaukee Bucks than Giannis which just feels bizarre to say and Frank I didn't know that Frank wanted to podcast clearly he subscribed and came in the stream because he says Kane is the Kendrick Perkins of the Aussie jump I actually just get a bit of crap from everyone because uh, most of the time I just want to talk about Giannis and talk about the Bucks, and it's the same as everywhere. Milwaukee doesn't get the credit they deserve in Australia as they as they don't in the US. We all understand that. Seven Z says Zion doesn't belong in the superstar category. That's a joke. That's a joke of a comment. Let's be honest about that. But Giannis comes in at number one. Then we go all the way down to Chris Middleton, who comes in at number 26. And I found this interesting because in the blurb for Chris Middleton, it says Middleton's legacy will likely fall in the, you know, you know who else was good echelon of players. And it did get me thinking, it did get me thinking, where did, where will Chris Middleton be remembered? Will he be remembered? He's such a low-key star. He doesn't make a big fuss. 
But where will he he rank? He obviously had an epic NBA Finals run. He's a three-time All-Star at this stage. He's not going to be an All-Star this year. Does he have another All-Star in him? We'll wait and see. But I think clearly he's going to be a player that I would like to think is appreciated in Milwaukee, but let's be honest, he's not among certain ranks of the fans. Q asks Scotty, and I, I assume he means Scotty Pippen or Chris. I think we'll uh I think we'll go with Scotty Pippen there. I'm not go- I love Chris Middleton, but I'm not going to go that far. What has Zion done to be called a superstar? I mean, he's ascending. Just chill out, 7Z. He's, Zion is an ascending superstar. There is no one in their right mind that can watch that man play basketball and don't think that he is going to be a superstar or is already at that level. He is simply dominant, a freight train, unstoppable. I get that we want to be biased to all our Bucks plays here, but anyone trying to say that Zion Williamson is not a superstar, that is just absurd behavior to me. I hope he stays healthy. And like I said, he's also a great personality. We have a comment here that says, unfortunately, Chris will not be remembered outside the borders of Milwaukee. A pretty similar case with BP. We're going to talk about Bobby Portis on this uh, podcast and also Brooke Lopez. Bill Walton, I assume it's the real Bill Walton, says Chris Milton has a random chance at Basketball Hall of Fame with the resume champion, multiple-time All-Star, USA gold medal, another title and a few more All-Star games and lesser players have made it. And this is the interesting case because when you do include the Olympic stuff with Chris Milton, the fact that he picked up that gold, it will be interesting. Is he a guy, because of what he's achieved with Team USA, does he play next year at the World Cup? Maybe Bucks fans will be hoping that he doesn't play. But the championship, as you pointed to, the three All-Stars right now, if he gets two or three, if he gets two or three championships, you might be onto something. We've already discussed this. In my mind, Chris Milton is an absolute lock to have his jersey retired. I think he's probably going to end up as the number two point scorer in franchise history because of the longevity. We'll wait and see what happens with his next contract. But the Chris Milton conversation is... A pretty interesting one. I want to get in a little deeper to Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez coming up next on the podcast, though, because that is really the big talking point for today. But first, we want to talk about ExpressVPN because it protects your privacy and security online. Everyone knows that. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN for very important lifestyle activities like watching Netflix. And people don't exactly know this, but I can attest to this living here in Australia. Netflix is different all over the world. Frank's in the stream, so I may as well talk about him. Arrested Development, the show that Frank got me onto, he was giving me crap one day saying, mate, just put on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I said, not in Australia, Frank. I know you live in the US and you think everything revolves around the US, but it's not the case. In Australia, it's on Disney+. And there's so many different streaming services you can get. So this is just one of the bonuses that comes up when you do have ExpressVPN. It's safe. There's up to 100 countries uh, you can use there. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked on to, ne- to learn more. And I've got a uh, special message here today uh, from NHTSA as well, because we're enti- entering the holiday period. People are carrying on a little bit more than usual. We understand that. And you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few frothies. A few becomes a few too many. I've been there before. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. 
But then you think you live nearby and you think you can drive home. This is where the trouble begins. What are the odds that you get pulled over? Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. All, all these are absolute options. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Let's get to Locked On Sports today. After you're done with this, I was on the show today. We were talking about Bucks and Warriors. We're talking about the performance of Giannis. We're talking about the excellent defense of this team. So listen to Locked On Sports today after you're done with Locked On Bucks. And uh, speaking of the excellent defense of the Milwaukee Bucks, Drew Holiday in these NBA Top 100 rankings came in at 29. We'll skip through them. I think with Chris and Drew, obviously interchangeable. We think they're Top 30 players. Totally cool with that. But Brooke Lopez comes in at number 42 in these rankings. Could you imagine Brooke Lopez at the start of the season sitting back and thinking that he was going to be a borderline top 40 player, defensive player of the year, potential all-star? I don't think anyone would have thought that. The analysis here says some opponents don't seem to understand the sheer scale of Lopez until it's already too late until they've driven at the towering center and picked up their dribble, only to realize there's no way to even get the ball up to the rim. And I think that's accurate. We've seen enough of Brook Lopez this season to understand that, A, there's the intimidation factor of guys that don't even want to go in there. And B, there are guys that simply think they've got an open layup. And he's so big, and he doesn't look like he's explosive. He doesn't look like he's going to be able to get there. Uh, But his timing is absolutely impeccable. He's averaging 2.9 blocks per game, which Jaron Jackson Jr. at the moment is averaging 3.6. He's only played 11 games, so we'll see where uh, that plays out there. The Bucs are 6.6 points per 100 possessions, better defensively with Brooke Lopez on the floor. That's a clearly significant factor. His 4.6 block percentage this year is a career high. That's in the 97th percentile, according to Cleaning the Glass. But here's where it gets crazy. So his block percentage is high. He's contesting a bunch of shots. A bunch of players are going in there and trying to get shots up at Brook Lopez at the rim. But his foul percentage of 2.6% is also a career low. So he's got a career high block percentage and a career low foul percentage. Brook Lopez is simply outstanding. I mentioned this on a podcast going back a few weeks ago. But I speculated that Brook may have been carrying this back injury for a number of years, and it was more significant than we thought. So I said that I, I spoke to someone who was pretty close to the Bucks organization for a number of years, not there anymore. And they said, yeah, he was definitely not close to 100%, which is just crazy when you think about what he was doing before the surgery in the first few years with Mike Budenholzer. He was still an elite, elite defender, all-NBA defensive player. So just to think about the contributions he's had, and that's before you consider the fact that he's putting up 14 points per game, which is the highest mark he's had since coming to Milwaukee. And he's shooting 40% from three overall 
54% from the corners. Now that's a pretty low that's a that's a pretty low volume there on the corner threes for sure. We understand he spends most of his time above the break, spacing the floor uh, for the guys that want to get downhill and in the paint. But I've always been a big Brook Lopez defender. There's no doubt about that, particularly when there was fans that wanted to trade him. And as Michael says, how did Brook only make one all-star team? It is a little bit staggering when you consider, particularly in his Brooklyn days, the scoring that he did uh, with this team. Sam says, I remember last trade deadline, I was saying trade for Mo Bumba and bring Brook off the bench. Uh, Kane called me out and he was absolutely right. Well, there's a first time for everything. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm right. Very rare occasions I'm right. But on this one, I was. If you put your faith in Brook Lopez a couple of years ago and, and even last year when there was a lot of idea to trade Brook, I think you're feeling pretty good about uh, pretty good about that position that you took. And the last point I will make, because it does tie into Sam's point, last offseason, there was big question marks around, yeah, what is the future of the Bucks? And Frank and myself and Camille and Justin, everyone on this podcast have discussed. We understand that it might come as soon as after this season. There are going to have to be decisions made with this roster. I think if Brook Lopez continues to play this way, even though he's 34, going to be 35 soon enough, if he plays this well through the end of this season, is there any question that the Bucs are going to want to bring Brook Lopez back? How could you not? And this was my point going back to last offseason. I know Brook Lopez is coming off the back surgery. But the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And thinking that you can just put any big man into the Bucs defense and expect that they're going to provide the paint defense, they're going to provide the rim protection, is just not accurate. And so... Clearly, for one last run, if it's one last run, and, and we don't know what's going to happen with this roster moving forward, I tend to believe that they would like to keep, obviously, Brooke around it and Chris Middleton long-term. I think that it was the safe option to come back with this starting five that they have, and it was going to give them the best chance to win a title this year, and I still feel comfortable about that. Uh, clearly, they need some luck. Uh, moving forward. Now, I see a mention of Al Horford in the comments here. So I've mentioned Giannis, I've mentioned Chris, I've mentioned Drew, and I've mentioned Brooke Lopez. At number 42, that's it for the Bucks. No more Milwaukee Bucks players make this list. Now, you might be sitting back and scratching your head and thinking, what about Bobby Portis? And I'm going to get to Bobby in just a second. But before I do that, what about the Boston Celtics? So they have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think everyone sits back and feels comfortable. Jason Tatum was number six. I feel pretty good about that. I know there's this absolute urge and, and just constant desire to put Jason Tatum as a top two, top three player in the league. He's not there yet. Everyone needs to cool their jets. But as you scroll down the list, you see Marcus Smart at number 57. He's a top 100 player. I'll buy that. Robert Williams the third at number 63. Certainly an impactful defender. Question marks over his health. But I'm fine with him being in the top 100. So there's the four players for the Celtics. Al Horford comes in at number 68. And as you keep scrolling down, you get to Malcolm Brogdon at number 79. Then you get to Grant Williams at number 98. Then you get to Derek White at number 99. Then you get to Daniel Tice at... No, I'm joking. But eight Celtics players in this list of 100. That is staggering to me. Eight players. I know they made the NBA Finals last year. 
But gee whiz, there is a lot of love out there for the Boston Celtics right now. And it feels a little bit bizarre to me. And it's even more bizarre that Bobby Portis wasn't on this list. So let's get to Bobby, the mayor of Milwaukee. After I talk about uh, the mayor of my cupboard, and that's Bilt Bar. Pantry, I think some people like to call it in the United States. Bilt Bar is uh, is just an absolutely sensational uh, product. And if you haven't tried Bilt Bar, I haven't spoken about it for a while. But you have to try the cookie dough topper, the coconut brownie bar, the coconut brownie topper, the white chocolate peppermint granola. This is Bilt Bar's take on a granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. Honestly, these flavors taste, not only do they taste, but they sound absolutely spectacular as well for those that are listening to this podcast. This is revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories with 130 right there. Uh, I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you tried these new Built Bar flavors that you just thought life was going well, and then you had the Built Bar and everything changed for you. This is Built. You got to try it. Get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCK15 at Built.com. All right, as I mentioned, uh, make sure you go to the Locked On Sports Today podcast to check out what's going on around the sports world after you're done with Locked On Bucks. Let's get to Bobby Portis right now. We've buried the lead. Here's a tweet from Bobby Portis. Uh, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer drops the top 100 NBA guide, top 100 rankings voted by, uh, this is worth a mention, voted by... Kevin O'Connor, J. Kyle Mann, Michael Pena, Robbie, uh, Rob Mahoney, Mahoney. So that's the guys uh, that, that did this voting. And like I said, whatever, people disagree. I do rankings for the NBA, NBL. People think I'm an idiot. They might have a point. But Bobby Portis did not make the top 100. And it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre that he didn't make it. As I scroll down, Bobby Portis is a better player than Derek White. Kelly Olenek made this list. I'm just going to keep scrolling down and mention some names that are surprising to me. Norm Powell's there. Nikola Vucevic. Vitsa Zubats. Zubats! Uh, Caruso's there. He's obviously a pretty good player. Who else we got? Wendell Carter Jr. I don't think he plays too often, does he? Kevin Herter. Christian Woods here. That's uh, That's questionable. You just keep scrolling down the list. Uh, Devin Vassell, underrated, plays for Spurs, good player. But we're talking about a guy that is probably leading the sixth man of the year contention in my totally unbiased opinion. On the season, he's among the double-double leaders in the NBA. He is leading the double-doubles for players coming off the bench. He's averaging 13.4 points and 9.8 rebounds, effectively a double-double every single night. And he's only playing 24 minutes per night. Per 36, this man's putting up 20 points and 14 rebounds a game. We've seen that he can be a starter on a on a contending team last year when Brook Lopez was out. Now, of course, as we discussed, it did have some impacts on the defense. We understand that. He's not the perfect player, but no one outside of the top 20 is a perfect player. They've all got their deficiencies. He's one of the bargain contracts in the league. He signed that deal where really over the next few years, he's going to be getting approximately $12 million per year thereabouts. That's going to be a bargain throughout because you know what you get. 
spoke about Bobby Portis with Frank yesterday on the post-game show. He's one of the guys that attacks mismatches, ultra-reliable when he gets into post. He's kind of an old-school offensive player, particularly this season because the three-point shot hasn't fallen. And again, he's not an elite defensive player, but he has improved. I don't think that can be questioned. And the thing that you love is you can never question the effort. We see lazy defensive players across the league all the time. Bobby Portis isn't one of those guys. And I think the system does a decent job of trying to protect him a little bit on the defensive end. So, he, I mean, he's a top 100 player. I don't think it can be questioned. And even if you look at some guys in the Bucks rotation that are clearly overlooked, whether it is, you know, Pat Connaughton, for instance, you compare him to some of those Celtics guys, you're really telling me Pat Connaughton is, is that much worse than a Derek White? And I know Derek White came in at 99, so it, it might be semantics. But gee whiz, I would have thought Pat would be in the mix for everything that he's done, including some stuff that he's done in the NBA Finals. So if you were going to say there was a couple of snubs, yeah, Grayson Allen I'm fine with. But if you're going to say there was a couple of snubs, certainly Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton, I think two guys that could have been on the list from a Bucks perspective. But overall, it's a bit of fun. And Giannis is number one, let's be honest. That's the most important thing. We want to see Giannis there. And then, as I've already mentioned, obviously the the huge rise of Brook Lopez is something that, that I absolutely love. And I'm all aboard the Brook Lopez for All-Star train. But ultimately, it's an NBA top 100 list from the ringer. And as Ian points out here, Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, Joe Ingles off the bench, which is something we hopefully we see at some time. And who knows if, if Grayson starts. But the point being, the Bucks have got a really, really, really solid bench here. Hopefully they all get healthy at some point during the season and we get to see them all on the floor at the same time. Uh, I cannot wait for that. I also can't wait for Bucks and Grizzlies tomorrow. It's always fun getting to watch Ja Morant play and uh, the Bucks need a win. Unfortunately, we were recording the podcast yesterday. The Celtics were whooping the Lakers. By the time I uploaded the podcast, the Lakers were whooping the Celtics. And then by the time I turned on my TV, the Celtics won the game. Devastating turn of events. But we are going to see uh, if the Bucs can keep pace with the Celtics leading up to the Christmas Day game. And that's obviously going to be a big matchup uh, for the Bucs and the Celtics. All right, Bucs and Grizzlies tomorrow, 7 p.m. We'll be back with a post-game pod after. I hope you appreciate this fine, fine camera on this brand-new MacBook I've got. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be dragging Frank on. None of this just sitting in the comments for Frank Madden. We'll get him on the podcast and we'll have a little bit of fun after Bucks and Grizzlies to wrap up the week. Thanks for listening to Locked On Bucks. Make sure you listen to Locked On Sports today. And if you're just jumping in and you have no idea what this show is, make sure you subscribe, turn on the notifications, get in the comments, and make sure you hit like on this video. If you've jumped in, hit like. That really helps us out. We're trying to build this thing. We're nearing 5,000 subscribers. So that's what we're hoping to get to. That's the next platform that we want to get for Locked On Bucks. We'll keep having fun. I'm going to get more guests on the podcast as well. There have been plenty of solo pods of late, but we'll have uh, more guests coming up over the next few weeks. We appreciate you listening. I'll catch you all tomorrow after Bucks and Grizz.